Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for creatives and entrepreneurs seeking knowledge, purpose, and community. Brought to you by creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy, every episode is recorded at our headquarters in Niceville, Florida. We're excited to share our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors, all willing to share with you their diverse wisdom and experience. So happy to have you with us today. Let's get started. Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke. And along the way, and I don't know if we've made this like super obvious or not, but we're kind of environmental freaks here at Francis Roy. And we don't really talk about it a lot, but we do a lot of work. We call it marketing for good in the environmental space. And personally, my master's in sustainable tourism. And it's just something that's kind of been embedded in our culture since the very beginning, but doesn't get a lot of play. And we have been working, we've done some work with the Choctahatchee Basin Alliance. It's almost the beginning of Francis Roy. And so I am so honored and pleased and excited that our guest today is the director of the Choctahatchee Basin Alliance, Allison McDowell. Hi, Allison. Hi, Chantel. Thanks for having me. Of course. Anytime I think, well, first of all, anytime that Alice and I get together and talk, because all of you guys out there are big Enneagram fans and we're big Enneagram fans, but Allison is also an eight wing nine. Yes. We overshare with each other a lot, probably. We do, but it's so therapeutic. It is. I love it. <laughs> I love it too. I know and I overshare with you. I don't know that you overshare that much with me, but we... I overshare with you. I'm comfortable <laughs> to overshare with you. So yeah. it's kind of a kindred spirit situation. We don't really hang out a lot in real life, but anytime we're together, it's like, oh, let me tell you all the things in my life, both of us. Like, it's so nice. True. So Allison brought us in, brought our team in, and we've done some really cool things for the CDA. And we'll, the, it's a Choctahatchee Basin Alliance, which is kind of a mouthful, but you guys are at Northwest Florida State College as well. So that's like even a bigger mouthful, but we'll refer to you guys as the CBA. Yes, CBA, please. Yeah, because it, it takes forever to say all of our names. So let's talk about the CBA. Can you tell our listeners, what is the alliance? What do you guys do? CBA is dedicated to sustaining swimmable, fishable, livable waterways here in the Choctatchee watershed. So our watershed is huge. A big part of it's in Alabama where the Choctatchee River starts. And we're a very small organization. So we kind of focus around the bay. But as we grow, we're starting to focus um, or to expand more of our efforts up into the freshwater sections of the watershed, like the, the river and, and up towards Alabama and at least in the northern part of Florida. So we have some really exciting developments coming up, but our focus is the water. The water is such an um, important part of our economy and our way of life. And, and we really want to keep that as beautiful in the future as it is you know, when we were kids. 100%. The water is set. I think sun and water, like for me, when I think about Florida, I think our strongest, most cherished natural, natural resources are our water. And there's so many different types of waterways in Florida, which was surprising. Like when we first moved down here, like the Gulf and the ocean are obvious, but there are just tons of different waterways here that people don't even realize. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, like you say, the Gulf is the one that most people think of, the emerald waters, the white sand, and those are so important and so unique and special. And and we do work uh, in those areas or around the coastal dune lakes. And um, we have a program called Dunes in Schools, where we teach kids about barrier islands in the coastal dune lakes and they raise sea, sea oats. So that's kind of a mix of a waterway that you might not think of that often, which is the coastal dune lakes, which are um, globally rare, the asset that we have here in Walton County. And then the Gulf, which everybody already thinks of um, when they think of our area and our waterways. So those kind of that's kind of like a starter area to start learning about our special waterways. And then of course the bay, people just kind of take for granted. They're like, all right, we're driving over the, we're over the mid-bay bridge, we're on the 331 bridge. This water's pretty and I can see the sunset. But the bay is really where it's all happening. I mean, that's the estuary. That's where the fresh water from the river and this the salt water from the Gulf mix. And that's the nursery habitat for the Gulf of Mexico, up to 95% of species that are commercially and recreationally caught in the Gulf spend part of their life cycle in the Bay because that's where they're sheltered when they're young or that's where they spawn or, or feed. So the Bay is really important. And then also there's one of the things that I'm really been into a lot lately is uh, creek hunting. There's so many creeks in our areas. And so those are the tributaries of the bay and the river because everything's connected in our watershed. You know, all these waters flow to the lowest point, which is Choctatchee Bay. They all eventually and then make their way into the Gulf. So I've been hunting down creeks lately on Eglin a lot. That's how I spend my weekends. <laughs> I love that. I will. Um, you should text me and I'll come with you. Yes, so, do it. I, I would absolutely love to do that. Okay. So first of all, I learned so much just from that little bit um, of information that you just shared. And I think it flows nicely into a project that you guys have been working on, a coastal stewardship project that is really a partnership between you and Walton, CBA and Walton County. It's called All Hands on Deck. You brought us into, and, and we're, we've been helping with some of the promotional values there, but it's so important for people to know, I think both tourists and residents to know that it's all of our jobs to protect and just be good stewards of all the coastal areas just where we live. And I love the All Hands on Deck program. I know that you guys are remedying um, habitat degradation. That's such a difficult word for me. But, you know, you and I talked about this a little bit. I, I think that there is this kind of like barrier that needs to be destroyed where people either decide whether they're environmental stewards or they're not. When in reality... Everyone, you do not have to be a biologist to be a citizen scientist, and you don't have to have a degree in environmental stewardship to just give a shit and take care of where you live. So I don't know. That was a lot. But, you know, we've talked about that. And like, shouldn't everyone be involved? Absolutely. I mean, that's kind of the heart of our culture here and our identity is that we provide education and experiences for people to be empowered to help out just just help out just be of service in your community we're all connected by our waterways and our environment here and there's no reason why you can't pick up trash or you can't be educated as to you know what constitutes you know what things are harmful to the environment just don't do those things you know what i mean and and then you can help out by helping to restore with an organization like CBA, like we, we restore through 
planting native habitat. We restore through recreating oyster reef habitat in the bay. So we do a lot of things that try to get our environment back to its natural habitat so where it, it can flourish and thrive. And there's roles for people in all stages of those activities. Well, and all ages too. So yeah. yeah. And I think it's a great way to, to teach personal responsibility. And I, I guess I feel like there's, there's no, you know, everything is politicized these days, but, and somehow the the environment, environmental cause, I guess, kind of gets politicized, but I've talked to people here locally and, uh, you know, there's no, it's, the environment upholds all of us. It is the basis of why people want to move here and why people want to live here. And I think everyone here recognizes that. And, and I feel like here, it's not really a conservative or a liberal issue. It's just like, we understand that this is the matrix in which we live and we need to take care of it. Or these are the gifts that we've been given and we need to be good stewards of them. And, And that includes everyone. And we can, we can all lend a hand and be of service to each other in that way. Well, and, and, you know, I am like a regular citizen. I'm not an environmentalist and I certainly care about where we live and I can see the ties between protecting our natural resources that, you know, if we have healthy waterways and we have healthy, you know, air and all that, it, it benefits me as a human being. Not only does it benefit where I live, but it benefits me, but there are also, we don't have to go too deep into this, but there are also a lot of financial, positive financial impacts for just being a good human being. I mean, and most people don't realize that, like, if you're just the kind of person that maybe doesn't really care as much about environmental stewardship, but you want a lower electric bill and you want, you know, I mean, there is a lot of benefit for just walking through our world in a more environmentally cautious way, I guess. Yeah. And it's kind of, I think there is, and and it's just kind of like the way that we were, you know, most of us or many of us were taught is like, just leave things better than you found them. Right. It's just, it's a simple way to live, but you know, it's, it's uh, satisfying and it just gives, it's more, uh, you know, it's all about personal responsibility. And some people don't know where to start. Maybe they have an interest in like, yeah, I just want to help out my community or I really like to go and sit on the beach and enjoy that. Or I, I love the way that the, you know, the sunset looks over the water and you know, they don't have any sort of deep understanding of the science or the biology of, of what's happening, but they just have an appreciation and they want to help. Then we have the, our mission is to to give these opportunities to help. Like here's all the ways that that you can help. Here we have these activities, and or we can educate you on what to do at home and those sort of things. And that's what you're really doing with all hands on deck because it is a community stewardship project, right? Like it's you guys are reaching out and you're inviting people to learn about local habitats and you're providing these hands-on, sometimes labor-intensive, which honestly, I'm be real with you, like all of us need because we're behind screens way too much. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to speak for myself there, but I know if you're listening, you're thinking maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea for me to get some boots on and go out. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So we, of course, that's where my happy place is, is to be out working. So, but, and I try not to overdo it. I'm trying to over assume that other people enjoy that level of work too. So we have different, I've learned over the years. I'm like, okay, people like this at different levels and for different time frames. And so we've, what we've tried to do to balance this, to bring in the education component and try to really up the number of people that get involved is we've included different habitat types and different kind of activity levels for you to get involved. So we've included a lot of planting and all hands on deck because the plants are so important to the shorelines, the healthy water, what, you know, plants are like the lungs and of the, of the ecosystem. They help process the oxygen and they also provide, you know, refuge habitat for juvenile species. Um, and they hold down soils and keep banks from eroding and uh, all kinds of things. Plants are so important. And so we really emphasize plants a lot in all hands on deck. There is an oyster reef component, which is where people do a lot more physical activity. But I will tell you, one, one of our all hands on deck activities last weekend, it was super hot. We had a team from Shunk Gully Restaurant come out and they bagged oyster shell for an oyster reef here on on our campus. And then we went over to Cessna Park, which is one of the uh, the habitat site, the, the, the habitat site for oyster reef habitat uh, for this grant. And we had, there was a, a little girl who was helping her dad and she couldn't have been, she was probably four or five years old and she stuck it out the whole time. Like she was, she was into it. So anybody can do it. Even the oyster reef <laughs> component, anybody can have a hand in saying, look, I helped, I did this, you know, and, and it was really great. One of their coworkers just happened, wasn't at the oyster reef event with his Chunk Gully teammates, the a local restaurant for, if you don't know. And they had, uh, he was just jogging by the park and he saw them and he was like, Hey, and he came over and started helping out. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it's so far, it's been really fun. And we had some folks from the Gator club, the Emerald Coast Gator Club come out for Gator International Gator Day, which I'm talking about the Florida Gator alumni here. Very cool. Yeah. And they came out and helped plant some of the wetland areas, which that was another habitat. We we chose to do freshwater wetlands at two of our coastal dune lakes, which I already mentioned. One was Alligator Lake and Big Redfish Lake on 30A. And they came out and helped us plant some plants out there. And they had some people in town visiting from another gator club that hunted us down to find us to come volunteer and help out. So we've had some really great experiences so far, and we've got plenty more opportunities to come. So, well, it sounds like, well, and we, it's really for everybody. So if you're a student, whether you're kids or you're college students, this is a great opportunity to do something together if you are as we move into snowbird season which we're not quite there yet but this is a great activity I know you and I talked about for snowbirds to do military groups if you want a team building day for your team which we're due for one so we probably need to schedule that with you guys you know whether you're like your real estate team your corporate groups like whatever this is just a really great way I think to get together with whoever your tribe is and to contribute something yeah it is. We've had elementary school students from uh, Walton County Elementary Schools planted their Spartina alternate flora with their smooth cord grass, which is a salt marsh. Oh. 
salt marsh plants at Seston Park. So they've had a role. We've yeah, we've had tons of individuals just come out on on different days and work with CBA and AmeriCorps staff at, at different locations. So it's really, there's lots of different ways to get involved. And um, if anybody's team is interested, they can just contact us. We're real open to scheduling people, you know, if you have a team and want to do some work. I love that. We will definitely do that. I know that you guys have so many, well, this hands-on deck project is funded by a grant. Yes. Which is fantastic. And then you had matching funds as well from the St. Joe Community Foundation. Can I say that? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think you can say that. I'm sure. Okay, I'm pretty sure the St. Joe Community Foundation will be okay with it too. Yeah, yeah, that's so it was the, the Coastal Partnership Initiative is a grant that starts at the federal level with with NOAA, the National Oceanographic and Aeronautical Administration. <laughs> I like you got <laughs> it. Never had, like. I've never said their full name before, but anyways, <laughs> NOAA and a, a government agency and a federal agency, and they pass money down to the states for their coastal partnership initiatives. And so that goes to the Florida Department of Environmental Protection's Coastal Management Office here in Florida. And then they put out requests for grants to the counties. It'll go to county agencies. So we work with Walton County to submit a grant, this all hands on deck grant. And the basic premise of it was we were, we looked at five different habitat types, the freshwater wetlands the, the on the coastal dune lakes, which as we mentioned, the salt marsh and oyster reef at Cessna Park. Also, we were doing some salt marsh at Alqua Bayou as well on the Eglin, Eglin Reservation site. And then also seagrass, we're doing seagrass at a couple of different sites, including Live Oak Point, which is the submerged vegetation. That's the, the grass that's underwater all the time. And then we are doing dune habitat at Inlet Beach. So they're all Walton County sites. So that's where Walton County comes in. And then they're just the five different habitat types that we wanted people to learn more about. As we talked before, you know, people all know about the Gulf, but we thought this, this was a good way to get people interested in the all the habitat types that or not it's not all by any means but many of the habitat types that that we work in well and i think if you're listening and you're in the local area and you're like well i live in oakland county i don't live in walton county you're like completely missing the point (laughs) yeah (laughs) all the water stuff going on in the <laughs> county that you're free to participate in as well yeah because we're talking about the all hands on deck grant and and that's just one small component of what we're doing yes. we have some pretty cool stuff cooking in okaloosa county we were in obviously all the schools there with our k-12 programs or many of the schools there and we are we work in Valpy at their public parks. We do a lot of work there where we have a really cool through. It kind of was started off with our impact impact 100 grant that we got back in 2019. We were able to expand our oyster shell recycling program over to Fort Walton. And so we've added some Fort Walton restaurants to our, to our shell pickup route. And we use that oyster shell and oyster shell restoration. I mean, oyster habitat restoration. And so then, then the city of Fort Walton has allowed us a space to stage our oyster shell over there on that side of the bay because we're over here in on the very opposite end of the bay in, in Santa Rosa County. 
I mean, excuse me, Santa Rosa Beach. <laughs> and then and and then we started getting some people interested in a project at Liza Jackson Park. So we're doing a big living shoreline project at Liza Jackson Park, where we've got our partners at Islanders Coastal Outfitters are helping us to support that project through the 1% for the planet program. They join 1% for the planet and they're our business partner in that. So they give 1% of their proceeds to CBA. And that's really where we're kind of focusing those efforts is on that lines, the Jackson park project. There'll be lots of living shoreline, like we're, we're building oyster reefs in the traditional way, but we're also trying out and, and we're also, we have partners at the Coastal Conservation Association that are helping to support this project, as well as the Okaloosa County Democrats Environmental Committee. So that's a lot of people already, plus the city of Fort Walton Beach and FWC. So we've got a whole, the Florida Wildlife Commission. So we are a lot of people interested in this living shoreline at Liza Jackson Park, for one, because this is a Fort Walton Beach project. So we've got all these Fort Walton Beach adjacent people interested in it. And then we have, we're just trying out some new techniques for building living shorelines. So instead of bagging up the, the oyster shell, we're going to be making these forms out of jute, which is a natural fiber and natural con- a natural concrete mix, which is concrete as calcium carbonate, just like oyster shell. So it will, oysters will, will settle on that and then in the oyster shell and it, it will kind of make a form or a, to create a breakwater for these oyster reefs. And the uni- yeah, it's super cool. The University of Florida as um, helping us with this technique and, and actually volunteers help build these too. So it's another way for volunteers to get involved. I cannot believe how much you guys do. It's a lot. And we're not that, yeah. many, we're not that many people. And I, you know, I used to be like, yeah, of course we're doing all this. We're just, but now I'm more, I'm the more <laughs> I work here, the more impressed I am with us. <laughs> yes, well, that, Cause I'm like, this is a lot. It really is a lot. Cause I look it around. Really and, a lot. It's, yeah. You guys are probably one of the hardest working nonprofit teams. Like we've seen, and we've done some like culture coding with you guys and, and things like that. And that really is a theme that emerges is this like a, a work ethic that everybody in your team has. I certainly think from an outsider's perspective, it trickles from your leadership. Like you're very hands-on yourself. And then everybody seems to really have that same kind of like cultural buy-in, but holy crap, you guys work really hard. We do work really hard. And I think, you know, obviously um, you can't be a nonprofit without working hard, but, uh, and, but uh, we seem to take particular, we love it. We enjoy it. So <laughs> we like to be hard workers. Everybody here kind of buys into that, as you say. So, it, but we can't, we couldn't get as much, a I mean, we work as hard as we wanted and we wouldn't be able to accomplish the things that we accomplish without our volunteers, without our citizen scientists, without our AmeriCorps team. I mean, we have, Mm. that's really been a game changer for us. We partnered with AmeriCorps back in 2010 and they're really the boots on the ground for a lot of our activities. So AmeriCorps, if you don't know, is like the domestic peace corps and it's a federal program that in our case, the, the money is administered again through another state agency, um, volunteer Florida and the grant goes to the college, but Northwest Florida state college but all of the activities are tied to CBA's initiative. So that they essentially, we have 
you know, 10 or 12 members, AmeriCorps members that pledge to give a year of service to CVA and they come and work here full time and for in, a, in exchange for a living stipend and education award at the end of the year, if they fulfill, fulfill their service. So that's, we're, that's kind of how we expand our, our reach a lot with this through AmeriCorps members. I feel like if you have stuck with this through all of this, which I cannot imagine how you've not learned a thousand things, but I would be asking, uh, how do I get involved with the CBA? And I mean, certainly I know that you guys have opportunities from volunteerism all the way to corporate sponsorship and partnerships. So how can we find you? How can we get involved uh, right away? Well, the, you can go to our website at basinalliance.org and we have an events calendar. We have a contact us button. It takes you directly to our CBA at NWFSC email. You can find us on Instagram and we're about to relaunch on Facebook. So you can find us on social media as well and keep up with what we're doing. We welcome any sort of contribution that you want to make. As I said, we have lots of, or as you said, Chantel, we have sponsorships. You can sponsor classrooms. You can sponsor our water quality stations. You know, we have some formal ways for you to, to sponsor like that. But if you have any sort of skill or, or ability that you would like to contribute and you're not sure how that would fit, you know, we we'd love to talk about things like that. We, we can use all sorts of help aside from, you know, on the ground building and restoration. There's lots of things you could do behind the scenes as well. So we just love to have conversations with people that are interested in helping. That's so awesome. the, and email is usually the best way to, to start that conversation. And again, that's on, you can, there's a contact us button on our website at basinalliance.org. Probably the easiest way to get there. Awesome. Well, I think that that's a great place to start. And then we're also going to link all of your links with this episode, which we'll make sure we're just like shouting it out and you guys are posting it and we're posting it and everybody gets to see it. But every single time you and I have a conversation, I learn something else that I did not know. So my recommendation is meet Allison, befriend her in a very aggressive way. (laughs) (laughs) Teach you what you know. So um, (laughs) that's so awesome. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed having this conversation. I always enjoy our conversations. I love to talk about CBA, obviously. Well, <laughs> thank mind. you so much for being here um, and putting us into your schedule. We know you're super busy and you've got, you guys are like out and about in the field all the time. But our goal here is to um, increase awareness for CBA and to find you more volunteers and just to better inform the public on what you guys do. And that really there is a very easy entry point to be able to do something really good in your own backyard. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You're welcome. So, okay. That was a lot guys, but we want your questions. We know you have them. Please email us. Hello at francistory.com. This will be all over our social. So Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, send us questions there. If you have questions for Allison, we won't answer them because we don't know, but she does. We'll get them to her so she can answer or somebody, an expert from her team can answer any of your questions. And we hope that you check out their website, basinalliance.org. Click on the events tab and look for ways that you can contribute. Until next time, thanks so much for joining us. Talk to you on Monday.